0: We go... Again! Okay. What is up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Knee on Belly podcast. We are your hosts, Nate. John from a distance.
1: (laughs) And Brandon.
0: And boys, today, we are going to recap last Saturday's UFC fight night, Austin, Texas. Let's just get it going now. Mm. Woo!
1: What a card. Headline
0: by Calvin Cater versus Josh Emmett. What if I told you that wasn't even the best fight? What if I told you that? Then we'll hit you with all of our picks and predictions for this Saturday night's UFC Fight Night main event, Armand Sarukian versus Matej Gamrat. And per usual, all the news and happenings in the world of MMA. But first, if you're wondering why John's sounding a little funky, he's on the phone.
2: Yeah, not not great, but I'm here. So <laughs>
0: John got hit with the VID, baby. You might yeah. that might that might I mean, if you're still getting the VID this late in the year, that might just be genetics, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I I ducked, I ducked it for a while. I haven't had any scares for a while, but
1: it might be because you avoid the sun so much.
2: That's I was actually going to bring that create
1: up. a little weakness there. Yeah,
0: I was going to bring that up. I feel like no. the, I feel like the sun and the heat might kill the virus.
2: Well, if that's the case, then I would have definitely not got it this week because this week was the worst week of my whole life.
0: <laughs> fair enough. The, if, if there is one good thing to come out of it, this is your Jordan flu game, though.
2: That's true. I mean...
0: <laughs> Brandon has no <laughs> idea. You, that about? He, he, you probably don't get that reference. I at don't.
2: All it, I have okay? no fair idea.
0: enough, fair enough.
2: No, I mean, if you look at the record of attendance, the fact that I'm still here even through this. <laughs> that thing, is true. Let's be honest.
1: Fair, yeah. You, refuse, you, you
0: refuse to go away. I love it. I love the dedication. Well, we appreciate yeah. you at least calling in. Are you at least feeling decent? Yeah, I,
2: I don't feel too bad. My sinuses, like, uh, my nose is probably the worst right now, but my girlfriend, she's got it as well, and she's going through the worst of it right now, so I'm kind of just on the outside, like, I uh, hope you can pull through, because we we're supposed to try to do some vacationing sometime soon, so hopefully everything can clear up in time for that. Mm-hmm.
0: Is there any pressure at the fact that you probably had it on Thursday at Jiu-Jitsu? There's a big competition coming up this Saturday, and you might have infected the whole gym.
2: I mean, at this (laughs) point, do you feel anything? I mean, not really. I mean, hey, man, it's all fair play at this point because we never know what. I mean, every single illness is tied to COVID now, right? It's the
0: state of the world, right? I get it. Yeah. Is there anything before we get into this episode? Anything interesting from anybody's week that they want to share, Brandon? Do you have anything?
1: Nothing interesting. Nothing Uh, interesting. Unfortunately, no.
0: Nothing good. What about you? Anything, John? I mean, you've you've been sick all week, so I guess there's nothing
2: good. No, not a lot, to be honest. I survived the heat just to get COVID. So Brandon just I have, I Brandon just got one.
1: Yeah. What you got? I mean, you guys got? kind of me to know. I did go see uh, Top Gun two. Yeah, definitely the best movie I've seen in probably the past two or three years. Never
0: seen the original one.
1: Really sad about that statement. Yeah. So this is mostly for the people who are you know not out of the realm of culture. I suppose American culture. You know, seen Top Gun the original. The second one is by far <clears throat> over the top. Way better than I ex- anticipated. Checked all the boxes. Great movie. Fair enough.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think I need to watch the original one. I just have never seen it. I feel like to go see the new one I have to watch that original
1: one. Or yeah. Something. I mean they should fill you in on everything, but you just are missing a lot of the sure. when we context. Yeah. That's
0: fair enough. I've got a quick story that I want to share just because I feel like it's necessary. Mm-hmm. So last Sunday we finished this podcast. You guys leave, me and Ash throw our bikes in the truck, head out. Mm-hmm. Um we drove about uh, probably about five miles out of town is where we start. We like to start on the trail. We have trails, for people that don't know, that run pretty far outside of our city limits even. So we start pretty far out of town. So we started, uh, we're heading north towards Peru um, in a little small town called Miami. We were about three miles from my truck, and pow, Fatty's tires popped.
1: Mm-mm. Three Eesh. miles.
0: Three miles from the truck. Back tire blown out.
1: On the way back or on the way? On the way
0: there. Okay. We're three miles. Yeah. Just we're three miles into our ride. Boom. We're far. <laughs> very, very far. Literally, <laughs> literally saw absolutely nobody on the trails. There was nobody out there. Mm-hmm. We are out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> literally <laughs> as the tires popped, a couple is like walking towards us and they're coming and like I'm sitting here like, oh my gosh, like this is like worst case scenario, right? And they like, walk up and I mean, it sounded like a gun went off and they're like, we thought somebody was shooting. And you know, they're like checking on us and they're like, well, what are you, where are you guys at? And we're like, we're three miles away. We're, we parked in this small town back a little bit. And, uh, they're like, well, we just live like right here off this trail. And they're like, if you guys just like want to walk back to our house with us, we will give you a ride to our, to your car. And they did. And I just want to say, they're still good in the world because wow. if you, first off, it was crazy. We saw nobody until my tire mm-hmm. popped but had these very nice people not have stopped and been willing to help us, we would have had to have pushed our bikes.
1: No, no, no. You throw it up on your shoulders and carry it. No. Yeah. No. That's what adult. That's did, what an did adult you fatties, Did you miss the
0: fatties tires pop? Did you miss the fatty part? <laughs> you think I'm carrying a bike? And if you've seen my bike, my yeah. bike is huge. Oh, so geez. yeah, it's not a small bike. Mm. And I mean, to push, to push two bikes, plus mine had a flat tire for three months mi- I mean, it would have taken over an hour. Easy. Mm-hmm. Easily over an hour. Um, so there's still... Yeah,
2: I feel uh, like Brandon would have just said no regardless. No. No. I <laughs> yeah. like the pain of walking with my decisions. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so uh, there's just still good in the world, man. And I just... We're going to... I think we're going to... We're going to go riding today. I don't think we're going to go back. I think we're going to go a different direction, but we're going to ride back that way. I think we're going to put a little something in their mailbox because, like I said, they just didn't even hesitate. They just kind of jumped right. Like, hey, yeah, come back here. We live right here. So what could have been a one-hour walk turned into mm-hmm. like a five-minute walk. Good stuff. So, no, yeah. not good for us. Good for those people. Well, good for everybody involved.
1: Yes, good, good stuff. Th-
0: very true. Very, very true. So let's get into these fights. Like we mentioned, um, John, this is going to be a little tricky technically um we're gonna try to not you know step if you this is your first time listening let's put it that way this is not normal (laughs) Uh, we're gonna try to give everybody space but we might talk over each other some weird things could happen we know how the john zoom podcast went so (laughs) anything could happen with john if you know that you know we survived we did survive so before we get into this though brandon we need some rates we need people subscribing, following. Let them know what we need people to do each and every week if they haven't already.
1: Each and every week, guys, we need you to do all the things Nate just listed. So I'm just going to list them again. We need you to follow, rate, subscribe. And you can do that on a couple of different platforms. You can follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Spotify. You can like and you can review all the, actually, I'm sorry, you can review on Spotify and Apple specifically. Five stars is the best. Leave us a comment because when you leave comments, we will read them on this podcast. Very true. Give you a shout out. We're big fans of interaction with you guys. So anything is helpful, whether it's a comment, uh, a funny retort or just a disagreement on anything that we've put out. We just put a lot of content out on Instagram and TikTok. So please give us some interaction there. Give us some love. And uh, we really appreciate it.
0: At Neon Belly Podcast on all the social media. John, how's the TikTok going, man? Are we doing good over there?
2: Yeah, man, we're we're doing pretty well. I put up a couple videos last night, just kind of spur of the moment. Uh, one of them was about um, one of the fights, and we got like six, seven comments, people talking with each other, so it's go. going down in TikTok, man. Come out here.
0: At Neon Belly Podcast. Boys, we got to get into it. Last night, UFC Fight Night, <laughs> Ooh. live from Austin, Texas. That's Texas in Spanish, Brandon. Good. Uh, boys. Nine of 13 fights were finishes, eight by knockout or TKO. Six of those eight ended in the first round. Holy cannoli, what a night of fights! Um, uh, probably one of the funnest nights I've had in a while, watching some, especially a fight night. So let's just jump into the main event right off the bat. Josh Emmett defeating Calvin Cater via. Split decision, 47-48, uh, all three judges, two of them scoring for Emmett, one for Cater. Um, super, super close fight. I actually had this thing tied going into the fifth. Um, I gave Emmett the first and the third, Cater the second and the fourth. I think the fourth round for Cater was probably the most decisive round for either guy most clear-cut. I think all five rounds were super close, even the fifth round. Um, So your guys' thoughts on, I mean, let's not say, I mean, I know I said in the beginning, what if I told you this wasn't the best fight? Because going into (laughs) it, right, you're like, this matchup is going to create damn, And it was, right? I mean, it was wild. But isn't it crazy that this fight almost didn't seem as, like,
1: we were so spoiled. Yeah, Yeah. spoiled with (laughs) everything before.
0: Up until that main event, but what a fight this was. I don't want to undersell it, uh, because I think on any other card, we'd be talking about fight of the night here. Um, But your guys' thoughts on the decision overall and the fight itself. Uh, let's start with Brandon, John.
1: So I completely I completely agree with you. I had the round scored the exact same way. I do think that that round with Cater, I believe it was the third, right? Um, or the fourth? The, the most, fourth the round fourth was being the, the most where he kind of rocked him in. Um, I, I actually, believe it or not, agreed with what the commentators were saying, too. It seemed as though Cater did a great job with his jab, trying to get that sure. across. That was his primary weapon. Um, but everything that, that Emmett threw, he was throwing to hurt Cater. Yeah. And you could see it. Even when Cater was throwing the hands up and, de- and defending, he was getting knocked back a couple steps. Yeah, um, You could just really see what was behind all of Emmett's punches, and he seemed like a little bit more of the dynamic um, fighter in the sure. cage there. The, the biggest takeaway for me, man, I think Emmett is pretty small. For that division, he is.
0: I didn't think he was that small
1: either, and I didn't either until I saw them stand next to each other. Yeah. And I was like, Holy crap, this Weird. is a big height differential. Um, so I'll, I'll kind of pause it there because I want to get to where you know the question then becomes what's next, but I, I do think <laughs> that the size is actually a much bigger factor in this and where he's headed mm-hmm. considering who the champ is sure. um, than what I thought it was previously but this okay. fight really kind of put it up for me. So uh,
0: Before we get to John did you agree with the decision?
1: Yes um, I did. Because I, I
0: think it came down to that fifth round and I, that fifth round was razor close mm-hmm. um, but I just didn't know if you were.
1: Yeah I think optics I think Emmett because that cut was wearing on him in yeah. the fight so it looked like Emmett was kind of had more damage on him but dude ev- again everything Emmett threw was through with bad intentions And you could just tell. So I just kind of I feel like you got to give him the nudge just because. It just tipped in that direction in terms of aggressiveness and the dynamicism sure. so he threw a little a few more kicks a few more takedown of and this isn't specific to the fifth round but um i just think that because of those variables yeah it leans a little bit towards emmett
0: yeah i think you know that fifth round you know the whole fight was kind of damage versus volume as to where cater had the volume emmett was getting seemed like the more damage emmett's eye was definitely jacked up from taking a bunch of jabs mm-hmm. um but yeah john you know your thoughts overall on that fifth round um and who you thought if you agree with the decision or not
2: Yeah, I I actually had Calvin winning. Uh, I do think it was close and it was just became of, you know, uh, you know, when you watch a fight live, you kind of just have to realize where you're at in the moment. And in the moment, I felt like Calvin had done enough. Um, I, I do agree with the volume to bigger shots, but I also say as much as Emmett was landing big stuff and pushing him around. He never wobbled Cater like, he did, like Cater did with yeah. him with the elbows. Yeah, Cater definitely so, landed
0: the the biggest shot of the fight with that. Was it
2: an el- or uh, elbow? Two elbows. Two, it was two.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: Um, But, I, you know, just to kind of go back on like how we're kind of spoiled as a card, the first round, these guys are knowing each other's dangerous, filling each other out, and they're getting booed. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, it moves into how it ended up. But I thought it was a really great fight overall. I, I, I did see... Um, Aaron Hawani say that, you know, Cater's pay was based on show and win instead of guaranteed. I mean so everybody you hate to see is. somebody not get a f- yeah. Well some people get guaranteed like just plain out money.
0: Sure. They don't have
2: to win necessarily to get their full contract. So you hate to see somebody losing that but you know, it, both of them had a really, really great showing but I did I did edge cater but I'm not necessarily mad about the decision.
0: Sure. Yeah. So then, yeah, I mean, like, let's spin it forward then, because, you know, that's a big win for Josh Emmett. I mean, Calvin Cater's kind of been on a bit of a tear, you know, ever, you know, even before the Max fight and then after the Max fight, you know, that's kind of really the only. You Know until now, the only roadblock we've really seen him hit or challenge. So, this is a big win for a guy like Josh Emmett. So, uh, yeah, just get your thoughts on that, Brandon, as far as his future. So,
1: he obviously called out he wanted a title shot. That's sure. what he said. Um, do I think he's ready for a title shot next? No, I think I could see, I think he should maybe at least do one more, and get a good showing against a top five guy, yeah. and and then for sure. Um, but here's why I think that it's interesting is again, Emmett's small. Well, who else is small as Volk, yeah. and I think that. You know, this fight is a classic or a great example of why size matters. And I think that honestly Cater and just his style is a difficult matchup for Emmett. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't to say that, um, you know, Emmett can't go out there and do really well against somebody who's big and tall. I mean, he knocked out Michael Johnson. He's got wins <laughs> against taller guys. But I truly believe that Emmett can give Volk a lot of problems just based off what I've been seeing from him and saw last night. Yeah. Um, because he's gonna have less of a time trying to get inside on Volk than what he did with Cater Mm -hmm. Um, so anyway as much as I don't think he's ready for a title shot right now this instant I do foresee him giving Volk a lot of problems you like the matchup I do a lot I think um, he made a good point as far as you know getting some new blood up there Um, so I I'm not mad at the call out, but I, I do think he gives Volk a lot of problems. Yeah,
0: I really liked um I, I don't I think one thing with Emmett last night in that fight, I wish he would have went to his wrestling a lot earlier. Like I know he's he's really developed into a striker and mm-hmm. knocking guys out. He's kind of fallen in love with that. But I feel like you gotta know when it's time to like not fall in love and get get back to your wrestling. And he tried to go to it, but I think it was just too late. And credit to Calvin Cater who displayed some really good takedown i mean he defended all four or five of uh, i think emmett was like oh for four or 0 for five mm-hmm. on takedowns. yeah um but i just felt like it was maybe a l- he was going for it a little bit too late you know like i think even they said it on commentary like the guys are just too slippery at that point to just you know try a basic single legs or different things like that so yeah. um uh, you know moving forward for him i would like to see him utilize that a little bit more into his game but what do you think john because i definitely thought Josh Emmett and Calvin Cater looked at weight class difference in terms of size. You know, I don't I don't know that Emmett could make 35. He's a really thick dude, kind of like Volk. Um, yeah. But what do you think about the future of Josh Emmett?
2: Yeah, man. I, I, I MMA math is weird, right? Because you have Max Holloway up there at the top who just dog Calvin. And then you have Calvin who had a really great showing against Josh here. They talked about the whole... Boxing versus you know power or whatever, and Yeah, Josh did so some good boxing. Obviously, he can't keep his head off the center line, and somebody like Max can do that. And you've seen what you know Volkanovski's been able to do as far as counteracting Max being able to just control him with boxing. Yeah, so that becomes an interesting uh, tidbit there. I, I I wouldn't mind seeing him and Arnold Allen because I, I do feel like if Yeager can beat Ortega, I think he deserves a title shot. Sure, but. you know, Arnold Allen right there, you have Korean zombie. There's a couple guys up there in that six seven or five six range, so yeah. I I don't think he's at a short for opponents, but I just don't know if he's ready for Volkanovsky, but who knows.
0: Heard DC talk about it too and, and agreed with it a ton is Would love to see Josh Emmett also implement some leg kicks into his game to help him with his entries a little bit into the striking Um, because you know sometimes to get in he would just load up and just wing a big shot and I mean he whiffed pretty hard Mm -hmm. on a couple of those Um, but you know especially as you're facing a guy like a a Max Holloway like one thing I think that Volk's done really good to stifle Max's boxing a little bit is the leg kicks right Right. Um, so Mm -hmm. I think for Josh Emmett being a smaller guy I think I'd really really like to see him implement a little bit more of those into his
1: game moving forward as well well even the few that he did throw seemed like he got some pretty big reactions yeah. from Cater and Cater doesn't throw them I mean it's no. pretty well known yeah. he just doesn't throw <laughs> yeah. leg kicks not at all so he's a great one to test him on he still just didn't even yeah. get go out for him
0: for sure moving forward boys we got a lot of fights to get to Donald Cerrone and Joe Lozon which was supposed to be our co-main event was cancelled again Night of the fight. This time, though, because of lozon, on, apparently he dislocated his knee, and a fan sent him a video and was like, hey, man, it sound, I've had this same problem. This is what it sounds like it is. like a, I think he said like a dislocated meniscus and something else, um, and it was like a, a video on how to like stretch it or something like that. So he did the video, and it worked, and all his pain was gone. He could move it. He, I guess he said he couldn't even like bend his knee or anything, and he called – the UFC yeah go to his go to Joe Lozon's Instagram he tells the story on there um but he called the UFC like hours before the fight and was like hey if Cerrone's still in the building I'm good to go and they were just like dude it's too late you know we can't do that <laughs> yeah um so kind of sucks uh Dana said today I saw he said this fight will never happen again he said it's the new Tony Ferguson Habib he's Jeez. like I'll never book this one well, how many again. times they
1: booked it I thought it was just two. So this is two, but the way
0: he talked is maybe they tried to book it like a long, like maybe these guys are supposed to fight a long time ago. I don't know. He just said it's like the new Ferguson Habib, and he will not be rebooking this fight, which sucks, right? Because we talked about it. This is a great matchup for Mm -hmm. both of these guys for where they are are in their careers. So we will see what happens with both of those guys. But with that, moving up to our co-main event was Kevin Holland defeating... Tim Means via submission, Darce Choke in round two, boys, Kevin Holland is a big, big problem I think at welterweight, he's long, he looks very, very strong, and I think guys are going to have a hard time not only taking him down, but holding him down, and that's a wrestle-heavy division, right? You look at your Colby's, your Usman's, you know, you got Hamzad obviously, a guy like Shavkat who we're going to talk about in a minute, but a lot of big, you know, Bilal Muhammad, I don't think he's going to be that easy for these guys to take down and hold down. Um, but man, what a, what a performance by Kevin Holland. Looked really sharp as well. Uh, again, we'll start with Brandon, your thoughts. Because you're giving me looks like
1: you're not convinced. <laughs> I'm not convinced. Um, and I, look, Kevin Holland's a great fighter. This isn't me saying that I don't think he's going to get to a title potentially at at 170. I think it can happen. But I, I guess for, as far as the wrestling specifically, you're making it sound like he's so hard to take down. I think he is, and that might be true. But what I just for some for whatever reason I can't get this out of my head. He's so against. Being taken down I mean you can see The panic in the In the in the.
0: See I didn't I agree with that But I didn't see that As much last night I felt like I did mm-hmm. And, I,
1: and, I, and I, everyone is And whenever anybody so. Goes for anything on him As far as takedowns then everyone's asked oh, oh we're gonna see here As he's he shown yeah. the improvements And I don't And on some level I get that But on another level Because he talks about He's a black belt He can tap out anybody Yeah Maybe it's just me Being biased towards jujitsu And I want to see him Be a little more offensive On the ground in general But looking at the top echelon of that division if you're that against that terrified that um weary of being put on the floor dude you're in for a problem cuz Tim Means is one thing mm-hmm. Chemaya, Right, Burns, for sure Definitely. these guys are totally different animals so i but Kevin cracks and that's he's the other big. Thing. yeah he is
0: big for that this dude has been fighting at 85 which he was undersized for 85 mm-hmm. fair enough but he's big and he is long man i'm t- it just i'm not comparing him to John Jones guys. So chill out. But the way he looks, especially defensively in the grappling and stuff, it just looked really John Jones esque, where I think guys are gonna have a hard time really getting him down. Like I said, he just looks really strong in that weight class man.
1: Yeah, and when he got the neck wrapped up, man, it all looked good. Again, he cracked him means. I mean he looked great in all those departments. I just let me let me see him get another one against somebody. Uh, fair a little enough. More. Yeah, I
0: mean a little bit more needs to move up. But um, I what do you think, John? I don't know. I, I maybe I'm overreacting on Kevin Holland today, but I am like really impressed with this dude moving down to 70. That's two fights now where he's just looked pretty good.
2: Right. No, I agree. I think um one of the things is his pace. Man, that guy was throwing yeah. hard punches the whole time. Um, even when he had to fight to get back up because he only got took down twice for you know, a minute and a half of control time. But, you know, you think maybe some guys maybe have to use too much to get up, but he was right back to it. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, you know, there is something to what you were saying, Brandon, but I also think that not being okay with the takedown is what gets you up quicker. You know, Aldo doesn't like it, never like getting takedown. Whenever you see his butt get close to the mat, he's already, boom, on the hip, already using the cage to get back up. Um, so that could be an advantage, but I do think that, you know those long arms and the way that he uses his jujitsu, he could cause some guys problems that maybe get lazy with their wrestling too. I mean, we haven't got a chance to see it yet, but that's something that does happen. Yeah, I
0: mean, he's a Travis Luter black belt. That's a very legit black belt. I mean, that's, he's not just you know he's not just some random jujitsu. I mean, he's trained with with Luter for a long, long time down there. Recently, now his this is his second camp in a row training with uh, Crazy Bob Cook, Derek Lewis, striking coach. Bob Cook was in his corner last night. I think his striking is looking better. It's mm-hmm. looking stronger yeah. too, man. I mean, he's when he hits, like it's loading yeah, up. Yeah, man, he's really sitting down on stuff now. I don't know. I I just see since moving down, this is the second fight in a row. I agree with Brandon hundred percent. It's one. Th- Who did he fight his last fight? I can't remember. Uh, Cowboy, time. not uh, Cowboy. Uh, uh yeah. Yeah. Oliveira, Cowboy Oliveira. Um, and then now against a guy like Tim Means. Yeah, they're not. You know the elite of the seventy pound division for sure, but I feel like he's looked exactly how he should against that level of competition, getting him out of there and stuff. So maybe I'm overreacting. I don't know. He called out Sean Brady, which
1: that's a not dude. If he beats Sean Brady, I'm gonna shut my mouth because <laughs> yeah, listen, yeah, for yeah, sure. That's, no, that's no, a dude, totally different. That's that's an animal. That's an know, animal. Yeah. that's an, ex- that's an ex- exact occasion that I'm kind of looking for. How are you going to do it? somebody like that? Yeah, you know, and he's exactly <laughs> oh, what I'm talking no. about, yeah, So I agree. Go ahead.
2: On our TikTok, I, I put up a video of because uh, when Tim Means was walking out, there was a guy in the crowd who did like the "Hey, you're going to sleep" thing to him right when he walked by, and it was hilarious. Yeah. So like, let me get a video of that. And then obviously the fight ended, how it ended. Well, somebody commented on our TikTok and said that you know mm-hmm. don't buy the hype. You know, Colby Covington isn't getting caught in that choke. But the thing about it is, is when people have slick stuff like that, you can't necessarily say that because you never know, especially when you're hurt, when you're hitting somebody and hurting them people get caught in a lot of things. So I think he has potential. I don't know if he's ready for Sean Brady, maybe like a chaos Williams or Jake Matthews, like some of the guys that are um, not quite as high yet, but I definitely think he's on his way.
0: Colby's never fought Gilbert Burns, right? No. So who's, no. The, who's like, this is my thing with Colby. I'm going to go on a Colby rant, but I'm going to try not to, because <laughs> we got so much to get to, but who is the best guy I mean, I mean, other than Usman, right? Like, Colby's not necessarily fought like really, really high level guys in terms of like outside of the striking, right? Like he's mm. never
1: had to deal. Did he fight Maya? I don't
0: think, I think so.
1: He, didn't he fight Maya in Brazil? Yeah, he beat Maya. Oh, yes, he, he, he did. He did, a, sure.
2: I so that was the fair. first one I think yeah. to dog him.
0: That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. But it's just kind of. That's like, not a wrestler.
2: That's not somebody who's going to be able to. Yeah, he has to get to that. I don't know.
1: Burn, yeah, I mean, I get you
0: It's
2: you're saying. interesting,
0: but somebody that can do everything, I guess. Yeah, right.
1: Like a Burns, who's dynamic yeah, striker, right being on the ground. And, and
0: I'm not even saying Kevin Holland's that guy, but yes, like, yeah. like people with the Colby stuff. It's like, like, yes, I, I understand. He's he's very good. Like, if if Kamara Usman, we've been over this, doesn't exist, he's probably welterweight champion. So fair right. enough. But I'm just saying, like. When it comes to some of this stuff, like Colby wouldn't like, let's chill out, let's wait. Like, I mean, <laughs> he's, he's good, but he's kind of fought the same guy over and over, yeah. too, you know. So, um, but yeah, I love, I mean, if, if Kevin Holland wants to jump up and fight a guy like Sean Brady,
1: yeah, I
2: want to see that. <laughs> I <I'd> love it. <laughs> I mean, a- yeah, I mean, it doesn't get much, it's lovely. a win win for him. Yeah, you it's, get to see where you're at, and you get a great opponent if you do when you just came up all the way.
0: Yeah, and I'm telling you guys, this UFC welterweight division might be the best it's ever been in ufc history Mm. i mean it's becoming one of the best divisions i think in the in the ufc um which is crazy to even think but moving on next fight joaquin buckley defeats albert durayev (laughs) via tko in round three uh only well It it was a doctor stoppage, excuse me, not a TKO, but it goes into the books as a TKO. Uh, The fight ended in between rounds. Um, A straight left, beautifully timed by Buckley as uh, Durayev was shooting in. And then that's what initiated the swelling. It happened in round two. Um, I think that's the hands-down the best we've seen Buckley look, even with that crazy highlight knockout kick, right? But in terms of his striking look, cr- really crisp, defended takedowns really well, and even when he was taken down a couple times, got right back up every time. So uh, anything you guys want to say about that fight, go ahead, because I thought Buckley just looked really good. John, you can go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah,
2: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh I thought yeah i agree i think um you know you talk about the highlight kick but here's the other thing he got taken down twice but was only controlled for 22 seconds yeah. got up immediately um other thing was patience man he hurt him more than once and instead of going in and just kind of blowing his load trying to throw a bunch of punches he would step back yeah land another left boom land another right head kick like he um and i know there was like a weird thing about them being training partners and then afterwards he was like this is war but okay. You know, I I agree. I think that's the best he's looking. If this is what he's bringing, this kind of controlled patience, it's definitely something that people are going to have to watch out for.
1: No, I'm, I, I thought one of the more most impressive things to me, and I know this is something he's done, but it, they just looked really good last night, was the kicks he threw. Mm-hmm. Somebody to be that small, mm-hmm. that kind of undersized in, in that division, to be able to throw kicks like that and land yeah. is ultra impressive to me. It just kind of speaks to his athleticism and his um, ability to improve in that department.
0: I agree 100%. Boys, next fight. Demir Ismagulov defeats Guram Taladze via split decision. Hands down, this was my favorite fight on the card, believe it or not. Um, yeah. This was I, – I can't even, like, put this – I can't fully, like, comprehend or put this into, like, full words of what I'm saying here, but this was high-level mixed mm-hmm. martial arts. Um, I, think mm-hmm. this is, I think this is one of those matchups where we're going to look back in a few years and be like, oh, man, I can't believe these guys already fought because – or like, oh, I forgot these guys fought like a Leon Edwards, Kamara Usman thing because these guys are high, high level mixed martial artists. Um, and and like we talked about like last week with being frustrated about not seeing fresh matchups in this lightweight division. These two guys are exactly what we're True. meaning when you got guys like Tony Ferguson, Conor McGregor, you know, to some respect, RDA still floating around in the top fifteen, and you're like. But look at these, like, what are we doing here, man? Yeah. These guys, I mean, the fact that these guys are fighting each other, fine, cool, they should be fighting one of those guys I just named, man, yeah. because they're that good. Um, they both deserve to be in the top 15 um, before last night, in my opinion, I think. And like I said, the ceiling is high for both of these guys. Um, I will say, did not necessarily agree with the decision in terms of the fight itself, Um. But like our main event, very close fight. I just kind of had Guram edging that out a little bit, in my opinion. Um, But nonetheless, that's now 19 straight wins for Isma Gulov. And he better be in the top 15 come Monday. And while you're at it, go ahead and throw Kuta Taladze in there as well. Because even in a loss, I think he deserves to be up there. Um, But man, for a guy, like I said, with Kuta Taladze... We could be looking in five years, like, oh, he hasn't lost, you know, since he fought to Ismagulov. You know what I mean? Like when they when they're rematching for a number one contender fight or something. I don't know. What do you guys think of this matchup?
1: Is he the one who has a win over Gamrot? Gamrot, uh,
0: yeah, he just uh, who Kuta Taladze? Yeah, yeah, he just beat him like two fights ago. Okay, yeah, very good.
1: Yeah, I think. And
0: hold on, real quick, Gamrot's about to fight in a ranked match, in a main event. And this guy holds a win over him and went into this matchup unranked. Just throwing that out there.
1: Yeah. Um, I think this... You're exactly right. It is kind of frustrating to see guys at this level fighting um, for, you know, nothing. I mean, they're not... Hopefully they show up on the rankings in in the future, but... Sure.
0: Well, is Magulov better? Because Diego Fajeda is number 15, and he's on like a two or three fight losing streak. So is Magulov better at least be 15 come
1: Monday? Yeah, so... I. Or today, <laughs> I don't. I, I guess some of this too is just kind of the division itself. I yeah. mean, it's just such a deep division; sure. it's so incredibly deep. And how do these guys, like, how can we expect them to make a name? Uh, you know, if we don't give them. Yeah. higher rank guys who have right in front of them and i so i don't know but um as far as the fight itself yeah i mean i didn't even know who was go- i didn't know who was gonna have i didn't know who won like i had Me no either. idea i mean it was um, so close i didn't have one way or the other i thought that the grappling was very back and forth the striking was very back and <gasps> forth um man. high level I, stuff yeah it was definitely one of the most insane fights on the card um yeah, it was Real just quick,
0: great. the only thing I will say, big controversial to me about this fight. At the end. At the end, when Kuta Taladze landed the knee on Isma Gulav, that was a legal knee to the chest. And Isma Gulav let out a pretty significant, Ugh! You know, it hurt him.
1: Did you say legal or illegal? It
0: was legal. Yeah. I think okay. it was a very legal knee that was called illegal. <sighs> yes. And then Kuta Taladze, Guram, I'll call him instead of keep saying his last name, Guram was forced to give up that top position when Demir was hurt. And. And there was I about mean,
1: 18 seconds left. There was, and then. so
0: you have to wonder if that knee did that much damage to get that kind of reaction, and Guran was on top of him, what could have happened in that last 18 seconds. John, before we move on, your thoughts, though.
2: Uh, first of all, um, yeah, I agree. I think, you know, when you talk about not knowing how to see a fight, it was 30-27, 29-28, and 28-29. So, yeah. obviously, nobody fully know what they saw either on the judges' standpoint, right. but also, Kazakhstan, stand up. You yeah. might have two of them things, yeah. You know, in a year and a half, when you talk about Shavkat, who we're talking about later, and him now, yep.
0: here, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, dude, look at Guram from Georgia. You have uh, right. him, you have Marab um, Duav, Duav Shili, and then you know another guy that fought on this card, um, Roman uh, Duray V's or whatever the guy that fought earlier. Mm-hmm. Dude, Georgia's got some people too.
2: Yeah. And, and I mean, uh, for Guram, I think his problem was he did beat Gamrat, but that was in 2020. So he hasn't been sure. quite as active. Yeah. Because um, in two years, Gamrot went on to beat, you know, a couple really big names and or Gamrot. I mean, and now he's about to get to where he's at, but I don't think he's very far behind. He could get, um, I mean, the, the technicality on that fight was just amazing. And I, I w- I'm not sure, I, I'd have to do some more research does Demir have some type of tick or, like, I don't a know. palsy situation? That was very weird. Because it, he didn't look like he was hurt. Because I, I remember at one point somebody said, oh, maybe his eyes hurt, but I don't think it was that. I think he had yeah. some type of tick that made his eyes closed, which is dangerous. Like, I don't you know, know. At some certain points, you're fighting with one eye, but to be able to do that off of that, even though it's amazing as well.
0: I have no idea. He would kind of look off to the side, too, when he mm. did it. I, I don't know what he was doing. It was very... Yeah, I don't know if he's got something going on there, or I don't know. I agree, though. It was very, very weird. I mean, it didn't seem to bother him much, though. I mean, it didn't affect his no. performance. So,
2: uh, and the fact that he was able to stay out of way of those quick shots that Guron was throwing despite doing that like, kind of involuntarily yeah. is pretty impressive.
0: Right. Next fight, Gregory Rodriguez defeating Julian in the Cuban Missile Crisis. Marquez Shoot. via knockout in round one. Boys, RoboCop Rodriguez is an 8 Time jiu jitsu champ and a Pan Am wrestling silver medalist, um, he could have fooled me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. holy cow, that guy's a banger. And Julian Marquez is not an easy guy to finish. I mean, how many yeah. how many times has Marquez been hurt and, and wins? We've talked about it on this podcast, you know. Right. So, uh, shout out to Gregory Rodriguez, man. What a nasty, nasty finish. I'm gonna breeze by that one though because I want to make a big pit stop right here. Adrian Giannis. Let's go. Who defeats Tony Kelly via round one knockout. Yanez moving to 5-0 and in the UFC. Called out Nate Maness and Sean O'Malley in his post fight. Sign me up for both. Woo. Adrian Yanez, though, man. John, go ahead and lead us on that one. I know you're, you've are you been big on the Yanez train for a while.
2: Yeah, man. You know, it, you don't always see guys who are like the head of their own gym looking great because you kind of need yeah, that that's a good point. Uh, extra Guidance but man, I mean he's looked nothing but great at this fight him and Tony Kelly had some back and forth I know Mm -hmm. Tony Kelly had the whole thing with the statements and he kind of backed off of it And then he kind of doubled down a little bit and Mm -hmm. did a heel turn. So uh, you can definitely tell there was some animosity there and then Mm -hmm. Uh, geez the finish. I mean this guy started pouring it on him The referee stepped in. He got in one in extra hit after this referee stepped in, and then the referee, like, kicked Tony Kelly in the head. Uh, And Tony Kelly's a dangerous guy. I mean, he doesn't have much defense, but he he stays so offensive that you're going to have to deal with that pressure. And Adrian Giannis just never looked shook in there. Yeah. And uh, looked really great. And also, I just wanted to throw this out. I was on Twitter before we started, and I guess Gilbert Burns had put out kind of like a bounty on somebody to knock him out, Tony Kelly so adrian Giannis got an extra 150k
0: it's a little morbid <laughs> <laughs> but i
2: mean you, t- you talk about people's country you know you, you never know how they're gonna react so
1: very good point huh.
0: uh brandon anything on adrian Giannis though,
1: right. before we move just on just look good man he talked about it in his post fight too um because tony kelly was kind of talking at him a little bit chirping yeah. at him and he just was able to kind of stay calm cool and collected and and uh push through that and still stick and move man and that's yeah. what he did that whole fight and just overtook him, so yeah
0: big win for Giannis. like i said o'malley main whoever yeah. let's go I'm, I'm, i like I he like, said
2: uh, tony coney he said tony kelly called him a wish masvidal in the ring
0: <laughs> a wish masvidal <laughs> okay that's, and then uh, adrian said i guess you wish
2: you didn't say that because i knocked him out so. yeah
0: that's it for the main card boys uh, i do want to mention as well on the prelims cody stamen defeating eddie win- Wineland via uh, first round knockout um Eddie Wineland did appear to remove his gloves. I'm assuming to leave them in the cage. It obviously went to commercial. Um, but if that is it for the 37 year old from Charles or Chesterton, excuse me, Indiana, absolute legend. Uh, he was the first ever WEC Bantamweight champ. And that's something you can never take away from him. So thank you. Yeah, he Eddie put Wayne. on a social
2: media that he retired. Okay. Okay.
0: I kind of assumed cause I saw him take him off. Um, but thank you, mm-hmm. Eddie. What I said, you know, being from Indiana, definitely gotta give some Eddie Wineland love. Um, I mean, before we move on, boys, what well, I mean, what what do you wanna talk about here, John? You wanna talk about Phil Hawes, Roman Delizay, I mean Jeremiah Man, Wells knocking out Court McGee. Yeah. How about uh, Jeremiah
2: Wells and Natalia Selva, that's probably Natalia Selva's fight might have been one of the most dominant fights I've seen. Yeah, thirty twenty
0: six um, in a while. Thirty twenty six on one judge's scorecard. Thirty twenty seven on the
2: others. Yeah, that's. If you go back and watch that, they, she just was in full control. I guess she'd been out for two years and was just like an arm bar specialist. And like you said with Gregory, you could have fooled me. Yeah, she put on a clinic with her striking. Uh, Ricardo Ramos, that elbow, crazy. Over
0: Daniel Ch- uh, Chavez. That was the number one play on SportsCenter this morning. So thank you ESPN right. for finally
2: <laughs> recognizing. Yeah,
0: right. um, and for a guy like Ricardo Ramos, man, they talked about it on commentary. Who just has like a, a A-game spinning back elbow that they just continuously <laughs> knock people
2: out with? Man, I mean, and he set it up with a fake takedown. beautiful be yeah. Level change and then, woo, Yeah. Yeah. Um, Crazy.
0: Phil Haas defeating, like I said, Deron Wynn, uh, DC's little prodigy guy. Um, Boy, what an interesting moment there. Did you guys see that? Phil Uh, Haas. Oh, Uh, yeah. So, it, it actually, I think it happened on commercial, but somebody put it out. So it goes to commercial as they're standing in the cage, and Phil Hawes was yelling across to D.C., You should have picked another pony, should have picked a different pony. And, like, D.C., like, credit to D.C., man. He came (laughs) and got, like, right in dudes' face. Like, put his finger in his face. He went back to 2016 D.C. real quick. He was not playing. He was like, don't be disrespectful. Do not be disrespectful. He's like, I don't pick fights, you know. Like I said, and and here's the thing. Like, good for D.C., but at the same time, I mean, I'm sure Phil Hawes, he just knocked him out. It was a crazy – I mean – hands down, the best performance we've seen by Phil Hawes. Um, probably adrenaline running. I mean, he instantly apologized to DC and was like, I'm sorry, you're right, my bad. And, you know, he choked. Yeah. But I also think he had <laughs> d not. Expect, I mean, here's the thing. DC's in there as a journalist. Nobody's hold, Nobody's looking to, like, hold DC. I mean, Herb Dean kind of tried to jump in the middle of it when he realized what was going on. But I think you go back and watch it, and I think Phil Hawes, like, his eyes got like, Oh, God, he's in my face
2: now. <laughs> and he's putting his finger on I see you. I'll tell you what, man, I kind of forgot how small Darren Wynn looks. He looks like a, a, yeah, he's a little, midget in there or something. Yeah, he's a small he's weird. Fiber.
0: He's thick, but he is a yeah. small eighty fiber. But I think he's about I think it's about time for him to
2: find something different yeah, too Yeah,
0: I, I totally, totally agree with you. You know, um I don't, I mean, I know he has DC who I think will be very, hopefully, very honest, but, you know, I know the whole Brennan Schaub, Joe Rogan intervention thing was yeah. kind of a big joke for a long time, but it was probably the best thing they could. I mean, look at Brennan Schaub now, love him or hate him. And for a guy like Deron Wynn, I just did not see a UFC caliber competitive, at least right now. I don't think like I ever have. I don't either, but mm. last night, man, I mean, that just. I'll be. I mean, I don't want to say some amateurs have seen look better because you know we've never seen him go against a pro like Phil Hawes, but just looked very, very out of his depth in yeah. terms of that that matchup. Um, and then, like I said, kicking the card off, the other Georgian Roman Dolitz, defeating Kyle Daukus. Same thing with Kyle Dawkins, man. That's he's not had a great yep. run of late, and might be something where he's going to have to maybe not step away from the sport, but at least away from the UFC. Uh, temporarily because he's going to have to go mm-hmm. figure some things out, man. It's just not we're, we're working out for Dawkins, you know, and he came in with a lot of hype. So that's it, boys. Like I said, UFC fight night from Austin, Texas. Uh, before we move on, though, with that, um, let's just get more fight nights with crowds, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I said it a while ago, but the Apex has kind of become the MMA coffee house, right? Like I said it before, mm-hmm. it's, it's cool to hear your favorite band's unplugged slash acoustic set here and there, but nothing tops the real thing, the full show, right? And man, that was just, it was a special night, and it's hard not to think that, having a full crowd there going nuts and crazy didn't really motivate yeah. these men and yeah. women to come out and just really give it their all credit to everybody. Like I said, there was just not a bad fight on this card. If you did not watch it, do yourself a favor, start from the beginning and just let it go. <laughs> because yeah.
2: You don't you, need you to can convince forward. me that this was like a, a alternate reality, like full on pay-per-view. Yeah. Like the crowd loved Good everybody, enough. all the fighters shoving off. I'll have a hot take too. I think fight for fight, this card was better than any pay-per-view we've had this year. Uh, as yeah. far as a fight for fight with the finishes, yeah. even the the decisions were, all were amazing were fight fights were really dominant, per, yeah performances. So I mean,
0: only four fights uh, a I, decision, yeah. And how many of them were split decisions? And and right, it's not like there was, you know, like oh, so how do they split? It was all close fights. Mm-hmm. So right,
2: well, and if it wasn't a close fight, it was a dominant performance. Natalia Silva dominated. Yeah, yeah. That uh, the Marina Oliveira fight before that was a really good back and forth. and Then obviously our. Uh, main event so and the mirror fight that we talked about like yeah fight for fight This is the best card of the year in my opinion.
0: I don't disagree with that come December might be card of the year Brandon before we move on update us on our scores if you please so I actually
1: fumbled this one forgot my notebook But I believe it should be that bad because yeah, you it, both just the main here You guys no, both picked Emmett. And I, I, picked, picked cater. I
0: picked Emmett
1: by mm-hmm. decision Okay, then you got to. Yeah, you guys both did. I'm the
2: only person that picked Cater.
0: I I said, I'm pretty sure I said Emmett by unanimous decision, so I would in just three. get two.
1: Well, we don't do splitter unanimous. Oh, yeah, I guess so. you'd true. get three, and I'd get two, because I think I picked a round and knockout. So. Okay. Or, I'm sorry, one. John didn't get any, so he
0: was at like 32. He was still in last. Yeah, but I think he was at 32. Oh, I'll figure it out. Yeah. I just got
1: to go back and write it down.
0: Okay, yeah. but nonetheless, you should still be in first. I'll be in yep. second. Yep. John in third, because. Uh, yeah, you got two. I got three. So, fair enough. We'll uh, we'll get the scores updated next week. But boys, we got to spin it forward because we have another UFC fight now. Let's let's blow this out there. Your boys here said last week that this card was looking good on paper. We said that. You can go play the pod back. Mm -hmm. We said this is going to be a good card. And if there's one that could top it, it could be this card. This is another stacked fight night full of talent. Super hype for this one, especially after last night. The only downside is that this is back in the Apex. So, going back to the Apex, but... Our main event in the lightweight division, number eleven, Arman Sarukian versus number twelve, Matej Gamrat. Boys, Armand Sarukian is currently on a five fight win streak. He is five and one in the UFC. That one loss in his UFC debut to
1: Islam Mahachev.
0: A fight he has been very, very clear. He wants another shot at, and no. I believe him. I want to see it. Um, He's looked very dominant as of late, though, coming off of back-to-back TKO finishes. His opponent, Matej Gamrot is also on a nice win streak. He's won his last three all by finish. Uh, Gamrot, a really good striker, but also a very high-level grappler. He's a two-time ADCC European champion. And uh, for those that don't know, we've talked about it before, but ADCC is basically the pinnacle of no-gi grappling. Um... So, both of these guys, if you look at their numbers statistically, from from a statistical standpoint, I know the numbers don't always tell the story, but... Very similar in the striking, very similar in grappling. Um, this is a great matchup. Um, like I said, I think this could come down to the grappling aspect. I mean, we see a lot of times two grapplers, it becomes a striking, right? Um, but they're different grapplers. You know, Armand's kind of got that, like, power wrestling, get on top and smash. But a guy like Gamrot with his jiu-jitsu, man, you just don't know. It could come down to a matchup like that. So what do you guys – we'll start with Brandon. Your thoughts on the main event.
1: I don't honestly know a whole... I can't... It's hard to find things that separate these two yeah. to look for. That's
0: why I said with the numbers, like, they're just even closer to mm-hmm. the numbers. It's crazy.
1: So trying to get really nitpicky with it, I, I think that Gamrot's style tends to be one where his jujitsu, jitsu especially, he does really well on top. Mm-hmm. And um, I think... Wrestling for wrestling, I'd give a slight, sure. albeit very slight, edge to Sarukian. That's fair. Um, so I think you're absolutely right. I, if this happens all on the feet, then none of this matters. But right. my my thinking is that it's going to be a lot of it's taking place on the ground, mm-hmm. and we're going to see either Sarukian <laughs> on top doing what he does, um, and if it ends up with Gamron on top, you'll see much more of the submission threat um, yeah.
2: from, from him.
0: Yeah, John, uh, go ahead and give us your thoughts on the fight, and then just roll it right into your pick.
2: Alrighty. Yeah, man, you know, what's interesting about this is, you know, Gamera has three inches of height, but he's down two inches to reach. Yeah, uh, that weird? just to kind of keep it weird. The other thing that's kind of impressive that I didn't know is Gamera averages almost six takedowns a fight. Yeah. Um, super high average that the accuracy is only 40%, still a little bit higher than Sorokin's. But, you know, he does utilize that a lot. Um, I, I am a little bit. As far as looking at your past like two, three fights, I do think Gamera has a little bit of a, a higher Yes Caliber, obviously Islam is a way higher caliber than anybody that Gamrod's fought But if you look at your last three and your last three performances I thought kind of has that a little bit A
0: hundred percent Yeah, you're right That's That was something I was looking at as well Looking into this fight is like, Sarukian's looked a little bit more dominant But when you look at who Gamrod's fought He has fought some tough guys You, you know, they're comparing their last three fights Yeah, so you're, you're spot on with that
2: yeah, and, I mean, he's in the guys, too, right. in different ways. Um, you know, this one's a tough one for me, but I'm, I've been a big Gamrot fan. I, I kind of just want to keep riding that. I don't have a problem riding with my heart and uh, picking my favorites because it made me win last year, so maybe it'll come back and help me. So I'm going to win. Uh, Gamrot, I'm going to say third-round sub. I think that it does get into grappling, and I think Gamrot is just very, very slick as far as with his jiu-jitsu.
0: Yeah, so getting into my pick, same – what you just said, you kind of stole my lead there because I was going to bring up the fact that the last three, when you're looking at strength of schedule, you know, those Sarukians look so dominant. When I look at who Gamrot's most recently beat, it's like, ah, oh, but he's fighting tougher competition and still finishing. Um, so with that being said, though, I, like you've been on Gamrot, I've been high on Sarukian. I've said it a long time Ooh. ago. I think, if, you know... Islam's not long for the title, um, although I think I've changed on that a little bit because Charlie Olives, what's up, baby? <laughs> but, uh, Sheesh. Yeah, but um, you know, I just think, and then after that, I said Sarukian, I think has the style to beat a guy like Islam. Still feel that way. Um, so I'm going to stick with the Sarukian train. Um, this is a big test for him, though, man. I mean, Joel Alvarez in his last one was a tough one just because Joel's such a long, lengthy striker, big for the division, um, but Gamrot's really well-rounded. But I'm going to say Sarukian, I think we might go long here. Give me Arman Sarukian. Uh, you know what? No, I'm gonna say third round TKO.
1: Whoa! You actually nice. just helped me out a little bit thinking about the fight with Islam. Islam comparing Islam and Gamrot doing some MMA math. I feel like they're fairly similar in Sarukian. I, I don't think I don't think Gamrot is an Islam. I think he's maybe a level or so below that. Yeah. Um. So I'll I'll go with Sarukian. Um. I'll go with decision.
2: Yeah, uh, it's, I think it's, that's it's a not safe a bad. Pick. Thing.
0: I think it is too because Gamrot's tough, man, and I think it's just going to be interesting when when if it does because I just have this feeling it's going to get to the ground um, when they start doing scrambles and transitions. I, I, that just gets me excited because it's going to be some high level <laughs> stuff. I think, uh, boys jumping right into the co-main event though, man, I'm excited for this one. In the welterweight division, number ten, Neil. Magny faces number 15, the Kazakhstanian Shavkat Rachmanov. Boys, Neil Magny is coming into this co-main event on a two-fight win streak and a winner in five of his last six. He's stepping into the UFC cage for the 27th time in his UFC career and after Saturday uh, will only be two fights away from tying Matt Brown for most UFC welterweight fights in UFC history and... If he were to win Saturday, will pass GSP for the most wins in UFC welterweight history. Both mm. men currently tied at 19. Take a bow, Neil Magney. That's... That's impressive in itself. Uh, but standing in the way of his historic UFC victory is an undefeated contender who most people think is a bang-on future title contender because, boys, if Hamzat Shimaev is the wolf who's been standing over the UFC welterweight division, then Shavkat Rahmanov is its boogeyman. Shavkat is a perfect 15-0 in his MMA career with a 100% finish rate. With eight knockouts Ooh. and seven submissions, Shavkat, Shafkot has proven he'll beat you anywhere. Take your pick, baby. Um, And with only three fights in the UFC, fans everywhere just like us are ready to see Shafkot take this big step in competition. I cannot wait for this co-main event, boys. Let's start with Brandon. Lead the dance. What do you think of this co-main?
1: We say big step in competition, but let's not forget where it came from, too. True. M1 champ. I mean, he's he's, He's he's been around for a bit. Kind of like with
0: Um, uh, uh, Jiri. Yes. Like with Jerry, Jerry like yeah. only three fights in the UFC, but it makes sense when you look yeah, at where he's, he's coming
1: from. He's, sure. got, a, he's got an extensive Fair background. enough. So um this to me is just old school versus new school. I don't know sure. how else to put this. Um to be perfectly honest, I think that Magni's gonna be outmatched pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Um I it'll be if he can pull this off, it'll be thoroughly impressive, man. But I think this is just kind of another opportunity for um is it Rachmanov? Is that yep, right? Yep. I think it's another opportunity for him to really just kind of showcase that he can shine everywhere, um, kind of tack on another win to that record. I, I This sounds really harsh, but it just kind of looking at what we've seen from him and what we've seen from Manny lately, that last fight with Griffin, he was a little little slow to start in the yeah. first round. I don't think he can do that with no. Um, So hopefully he can get it going a little quicker and use some of his veteran experience in the UFC cage. But um, otherwise, man, he's finding a very long up battle with this one. So we'll see how it goes. John, your thoughts on the fight, and then roll us right into your pick once again.
2: Alrighty, I mean, like I like the last fight. This is a fight of two guys that I've been on for a little bit, and I, I feel really strongly about. Um, you know, this is a battle of the decision guy versus the finisher, and you know, with the within the fifteen fights for Shaftcat, only one of them came. In, one of the finishes came in the third round. The rest of them are first and second. Um, and you know, like you said, Neil Magny's been starting a little bit slow and kind of having a, a more cardio and enough to push two guys, but. Shafcat just doesn't look like the guy you push through. I mean that last fight He did some some of the techniques and the kicks and some of the stuff he was doing just look like he was playing with people Yeah, and uh, I, I feel like it's gonna be a little bit of the same I don't think no is necessarily a pushover, but I think if you look at no Magny's record He loses to guys who just specialize or just that are just special in an area or have something dis- different to offer And I think that's what Shafcat is. I'm gonna go Shavkat I'll say second round TKO because I know Neil and Magny is pretty tough, but I think Shavkat definitely gets
0: it done. Yeah, you took my pick there. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know Shafkat Rahmanov, after Saturday night, you're going to know the name and you're going to want to remember the name because I think, you know, this is where it gets tough when you talk about Kevin Holland, right? Getting getting up there in the welterweight division and you throw out a name like Hamzat. But even for Hamzat, man, this guy's a problem. I'm telling you, very well-rounded. Um Man, you took my pick there. Uh, I could also see a submission here. No, Magny's tough, and, and he's very durable. Yeah. Um, I, I, I I'm, submitted by
1: Damian Maya though. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, so I, you know, I could see this going very fast. Um, even though mm-hmm. Magny's not an easy guy to finish fast. Um, and then you know you start thinking of Hamzat taking the step up with Gilbert Burns, and it goes long. I'll take the fast though. I'm gonna no no. I'm gonna say okay. This this is tough, man. It's 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 almost tough because it's not like you're deliberating who's gonna win. It's how's he gonna do it. Yeah. I'm gonna take Shavkat Rachmanov. I will say submission and give it to me in the second round.
1: What was your pick, John? You second round
0: TKO. Uh, second round TKO. So you both
1: had second round. You both had second yep. round. Then? Okay, yeah. so I'll take Rachmanov. I'll say first round. I know. I want to go first. I'll go first. I don't Let's know see. if you can. Vasa or TKO. First-round <laughs> submission. Yeah. Why not?
0: And let's throw this out for Neil Magny, right? So much credit to this guy. Love, love, love Neil Magny because this Fight game, anybody. He'll fight anybody, and he's been banging on the drum. Give me, feed me, Hamzat Shimaev, and the UFC would not do it. They were—you know, the UFC's like, ah, we got to find guys to fight him, and Neil Magny's sitting there in the front row like, give me this guy. I want him. He's got him, just in a different form right here. I mean, this Shavka is, I'm telling you guys, he's, you know, he's getting slept on, all the attention's on, rightfully so, on Hamza Shimaev, but don't forget about this guy, and we're going to find out how good he is this Saturday night. I cannot wait.
2: What if He might have preferred uh, Hamza after this fight, so we'll see. Yeah,
0: we're going to see. Also on this card, boys, Nathan Manus versus Umar Nurmagomedov. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I cannot wait for that fight either. Um, people know Nathan is from Kentucky, but he trains at Nice Guy Submission down in Evansville with Bobby Emmons and Dave Overfield in Indiana. He's 14-1 and 1 in his career, 3-0 and 0 in the UFC. And obviously, Umar, Khabib's cousin, 14-0 in his career. I mean, anytime you get a chance to face a Nurmagomedov, I don't know, man. Let's see what happens, right?
2: I mean we just we, averaging almost eight takedowns a fight. Yeah,
0: I mean we just did our, you know, top five um unranked the unranked, unranked. and you know, unanimously I think Umar was all of our number one or no, I think I had Saeed. But I said they were like one A, one B. But I'm mm-hmm. telling you guys, this is Nate Maness is no joke either. I mean, this is gonna be. This yeah, be. go watch his last fight. Yeah, he battled it's back and super tough. Was a dog. Another fight I'm excited for real quick on this card is Chris Curtis versus Hadolfo Vieira. Love some Chris mm-hmm. Curtis. This is your classic striker versus grappler. Uh, cannot wait for that one as well. Unless you guys got anything else, we'll move into the news.
1: I got nothing. Let's
0: go. Let's get it. Going on the news. Ooh.
2: Going on the news. Uh-uh. If you don't like it, Brandon will punch you and give you a bruise.
0: The news. Sick John. What you got for us?
2: All right. I so say you're going to have to tell me when this call is over. Uh, we got some we got some interesting stuff, man. We got some, some fight results, some fight uh, announcements. Uh, I want to just talk a little bit about PFL. Um, Antonio Carlos Jr. won his fight by unanimous decision. He was the one who won last year's season for them. And Jeremy Stevens, who had a, a, such a bad weight cut that he had to shave his hair off and take off his pants.
0: And his beard. Hair, he, hair and beard.
2: Yeah. And he won by split decision. So, I, I mean, he hasn't won in a long time. So, that's a big one for him. Um, also, we have some fight announcements for Bellator. In July 22nd, they're going to be doing Patricky Pitbull versus Sydney Outlaw for their lightweight champion. They're going to be doing Douglas Lima versus Jason Jackson. That's welterweight. That's their number two and three guy. Because we were talking about with uh, MVP, like what is he going to do? Well, the top couple guys are a little bit tied up. And then Uzman Nurmagomedov is going to be fighting Chris Gonzalez at lightweight on that same card. So that's a big one for him Mm -hmm. just to kind of step up. Yeah. Talking about fight announcements, we'll kind of start a little bit lower and then get to the hyper stuff. Uh, Speaking of Nurmagomedov, Abu Bakar is fighting Phil Rowe at UFC Long Island, July 16th. Billy Fresh. Uh, anytime you get a, yeah, anytime you get an Amago Manoff fan, it's it's announcement. Yeah. Um, Nathaniel Wood and Charles Rosa is getting out of the UFC London. I thought that was a really good fight.
0: Like Nathaniel Wood, man. I'm, I'm excited to see him get in there.
2: Yeah, I think that's going to be a really big one. Um, interesting, uh, Caitlin Chikagan has to drop out of her fight with Manon Farahk. And Jessica yeah. Andrade just stepping in for uh, that's uh, the Paris card.
0: That's a big fight. That could be number one contender. Yeah, that could be.
2: Exactly. I mean, I, I, we felt like it was before, but sliding in Jessica doesn't change that. So, no. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's a big one. And then we get then we get to have a little bit of fun, fellas. We got uh, Sonia Dong and Corey Sanhagen. Man Ooh. of Inning a card September 17th. Uh, if people don't know. Sonia Dong's been on a run, and we all know who Corey Sanhagen is.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be a big um, one.
2: Also, we have my boy Jose Aldo and Marab uh, Dallavishili. I think it's it.
0: yeah. I always say Dal- Schilly, yeah. I, It's such a hard one to say, but I think it's Duvavishili. It's like kind of weird. Okay, but, but you're close. That's gonna be
2: two seventy eight August twentieth. I think that's uh, the Utah, the Usman and yeah Edwards card. That's a huge fight, that a uh, fight. for that division. I mean honestly it could be a title eliminated. like the winner could probably fight for a title next. I also think that the time.
0: I think that's the same card they're also trying to get uh Dustin and Justin on so that that might end up being a pretty um, big card.
2: Yeah. And and speaking of the title, we also have an announcement for the next uh 279 right after that. Jermaine Sterling and TJ Dillashaw being targeted. Oh yeah. Uh, Has not been signed yet? Um what's interesting is it seems like And Aljamain's basically saying nothing's been put on paper yet. We need to get that money up, essentially, which uh, is a
0: little
2: sketchy, but I hope they make that happen. Yeah, Um, that's a big one. That's a a really big one. Uh, The only other news I have for you fellas is, one, I thought it was interesting. Ronda Rousey recently did an interview and said the only name that she would come back to MMA for is Gina Carano.
0: I saw that. Yeah. She said it was totally out of respect, too.
2: So, yeah, she also said like, she can come to her backyard and just fight her, so yeah. <laughs> there's that. I
0: think I'm good on that. Uh,
2: I'll pass. All right. Um, then we have a unfortunate Brandon. I don't know if you have tissues available. I do not. Uh, easy I mean, MMA me. Emin, fans in general are so sad about it. To say but goodbye. Zabit is retiring. He announced his retirement from uh, Pro Sports. Seems like he just had a bad stretch of injury and uh, just trying to get fights and stuff falling through.
0: And yeah, I solely said that. You know, I, I do – I mean, not that he owes anybody an explanation or us for that matter. I just would love to one day – I hope he opens up about everything that kind of happened there um, because, yeah. you know, it's hard not to sit here today and feel like Zabit might go down as one of the biggest what-ifs mm-hmm. in, in MMA history. I mean – I can't really think of one off the top. I mean, there's always guys and girls that have popped up and then for injuries or whatever different reason. Um, But man, TJ Grant is the best I can think of. TJ Grant's a good one for sure. Um, But yeah, I just can't sit here and just not think though that Zabit was eventually going to at least fight for that 45 title. And then geez, hard not to think he wouldn't have won it either. So just, just hope one day he kind of, I would just love to know one day why more reasoning.
1: What I've I've been reading too is that he's going on to become a doctor. Really yeah,
0: maybe just lost interest. and Mm. That's okay, too. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, Mm. but I don't know interesting
2: Yeah, and you know for me being a big year fan and that's the fight I always have wanted, you know when We talk about like a being an Anderson fan and always wanting that GSP fight Oh, yeah as a year fan the beat fight was the one I always wanted and now we don't get it But yeah, very good on him for staying happy and doing what he'd rather do instead of maybe pushing himself into something he didn't want to right And then uh, the last little thing I have is um, Alexander Usyk and Anthony Joshua will be doing their heavyweight boxing rematch August 20th as well, but it's going to be in Saudi Arabia.
0: So So, they're not doing it in the UK? Big
2: fight there. No. um, I I don't know why. It's a huge fight, but maybe it's the whole Ukraine thing they want to get further away from Europe. I don't don't know exactly what the reasoning is, but... That's a huge fight there, so that's all I got for you fellas with the news.
0: All right. Well, John, you are also our song of the week picker, so what you got?
2: Well, this one's going out to my dad. For Father's Day, I'm going to give one of his songs that I heard a lot of times in the car. And that's Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hold, on, hold on, hold on,
0: hold on. Okay, you're hold on. <laughs> I've been in the car with your dad.
2: <laughs> I, was thinking uh, was yeah. be,
0: I was thinking it was going to be some ICP, but go ahead.
2: No, I, I stayed away from that. We're going to go Rage Against the Machines, Gorilla Radio.
0: All right, fair enough. I like it.
1: That's a good one. Not an ICP fan?
0: Mm, no. I, they got one song that I like. <laughs> it's the game show song, just because it's hilarious. Oh, okay. I don't know why, I just loved that song growing up. Uh, before we get out of here, Brandon, what is your one for the people?
1: Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Fair enough.
0: <laughs> Quick and easy, I like yep. it. John, what is
1: your one for the people?
2: Uh, I'm also gonna say Happy Father's Day to my dad and my grandpa, my stepdad. Yep. Um, all my friends, you know, Damian's uh, seven times, eight times, uh, father. My brother, has seven, eight, seven, nine thousand kids. So, just appreciate all the fathers out there, and uh, stay vigilant out there. The vid is still still alive and going. So, oh, the do your duties.
0: You said the vid. I was I couldn't tell what you were saying okay i guess i gotta say it too um yeah happy father's day happy father's day to my dad brandon you're our residential daddy Thank happy you. father's day to mm-hmm. you um uh-huh. yeah uh just like with mother's day obviously you know like ash is dealing with it today you know this can be a it's a really tough time too you know a lot of people don't have their dads and so um shout uh-uh. out to those people thinking about them sending them love and happy father's day to all the dads that aren't with us as well but with us in spirit um but outside of that, my one for the people, I actually got something real here. I found out this week that the people in the UK do not say the letter Z, Z. They say Z. So it's A through Z. And that really bugs me. And they don't say zebra, they say zebra.
1: Well, they also use the metric system. so
0: I don't like it. Yeah. I can deal with the metrics. I can deal with stones instead of pounds. Mm. I can deal with Celsius. Well, we already
2: know Brandon doesn't like the accents. So yeah.
0: Yeah but, yeah, but man, Zed, come on. What is that? <laughs> yeah. Is that not
1: weird? Do you guys not find that weird? Well, it's a different country, man.
0: But it's the same letter. It's the alphabet. Not necessarily. All right, fair enough. I can even deal with zebra, as weird as it is to say zebra, but Zed.
1: Why is it not Zebra?
0: I don't know. Why is it Z? It's a letter. It's not a word. I don't know. I don't know either. Just throwing that out there. Kind of bugged me. Well, John, we appreciate it, man. Thanks for sticking this one out. Uh, we, we'll see you guys next week. John won't be here. John's heading out of town, so it'll be just me and Brandon. And oh, John, I got somebody picking for you next week that you're gonna love. Nice. You are not. Good gonna, luck, you guys. You are not gonna be in good hands. Let's put it that way. <laughs> we'll see you guys next yeah. week. Peace.
2: Peace.